This is episode three of Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. And on today's episode, I have my sister, Jay Kirshner. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks for coming on. You can listen to my sister every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. on Beaver 100.3 FM on the Fletch and Jay show or stream it live at Amazon. Heck yeah. (laughs) So, Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean... I obviously know, but tell <laughs> right? everyone else. You've known me for 36 <laughs> years. Um, it's funny because one of the things that growing up, I always looked up to my sister. So she was acting. I wanted to act. She was doing baton. I wanted to do baton, except I wasn't as good as it. She was cheerleading. I wanted to cheerlead. Couldn't do it, though. So I started kind of doing my own thing. And then eventually in the adult business world, I started kind of following the parents' company of radio, and I actually moved to Tennessee when I was working on a nationally syndicated show. It was a teen and young adult get help show, which was really rewarding. It was intense. There were issues as simple as like a 16-year-old who got asked to prom by two guys and didn't know what to do when their life was over versus like really heavy, heavy stuff. Um, and then kind of transitioned into the morning show on a country radio station, still living in Tennessee, and I have a husband, a dog tur. Yes, that is a dog who is my daughter. <laughs> and uh, I, do we still call him a newborn son? He's two months two old. Months, He's 11 yeah. weeks, so yeah. we'll still say newborn. Yeah. And that's that. That's me. Yeah. And I have to do a... Uh, brag about her. She's won four Gracie Awards. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Gracie Awards, they are awards presented by the Alliance for Women in Media Foundation in America to celebrate and honor programming created for women by women and about women. Yeah, I mean, it, it is such a great thing they do, and they have scholarship programs for women. I mean, we, Nikki and I, we grew up with a wonderful mother who is just such an inspiration and she did it all. But also we have a father who is an advocate for women. Mm-hmm. He's actually on the board for the Gracies. Yeah. And I mean, so when just, they're coming up. Yeah. The, um, so the national ones are always held in LA, um, kind of the end of May, early June-ish, but because of COVID, they had to change everything. They postponed it till September well, it's September and things still kind of aren't really back to normal. So it'll be streaming live this Thursday, actually. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Doing this right now brings me back to, I think I was in my early 20s and I was, um, what is it called? I, at the Rock Hall. Oh, uh, the job you I had? was an intern at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, this is bringing me back to the points that I was a total ditz. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. That was a fun job. I remember we went into one of the studios while they were doing a radio show. That's what I'm talking and about. And they asked us a so question clueless. and we just kind of stared it was at them. something about we, Cleveland, yeah, too. But for whatever reason, even though they kind of welcomed us into the studio, we were still taught that when you enter a studio, your mouths stay shut. You do mm-hmm. not make a noise. You like, try not to even breathe. And so they're asking us questions and like they're asking you about something, Nikki, and... It, it still kind of went into a thing of like, no, don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, um, hello, Bueller. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you were um, featured on Good Morning America and the Today Show about yes. wearing face masks. So I was trying to tell people how to live their lives, apparently. <laughs> uh, no, I so, mean, yeah. I know it's such a polarizing topic of to wear a mask or not wear a mask. And I just, I mean, maybe it was hormones or what, but I got so frustrated. It was shortly after having my son. And clearly hormones hadn't leveled out yet. And I was just so tired of seeing people on Twitter being like, just so knocking the masks and the non-mask wearers being so rude and so mean to the mask wearers. And I come from the ideology that say masks, like in the hypothetical sense, say masks actually don't work. Me wearing a mask is not causing you any harm if the mask doesn't work. If the masks actually do work, you not wearing a mask would be causing somebody else harm. So it's just one of those things of like, just shut up and wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of people that were complaining about even running an errand for 10 minutes. Oh, they had to wear a mask. They're tired of people telling them how to live their lives. I went through 38 hours of labor wearing a mask the whole time. So my thing was, if I can do that, you can shut up and wear a mask for 15 minutes. And I tweeted that out. I don't even think I remember tweeting it out <laughs> until like the next day. But um, yeah, Good Morning America and the Today Show saw it. And then they wanted to do an interview with me. It was the, their online websites, not the TV shows. And uh, kind of just asking where I was coming from. And there were quite a few other moms who had tweeted and posted about wearing masks during labor. So they had also interviewed them. And, I mean, it just kind of became this huge thing. I had a lot of support, people who were in agreement with me. Um, other people who were like, you're a derelict who shouldn't be telling me how to live my life. Uh, I got called a Karen. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> But yeah, it's just one of those things of like, just it's, it's, I understand if you have a health issue and your doctor's like, you cannot wear a mask and it's not safe for you, but all the more reason for the rest of us to wear masks to help protect you. You know, the mask thing is to help protect others. I have asthma. I'm not on a breathing treatment when I'm asleep at night, but I know someone who, who is, he actually cannot wear a mask. His doctor is like, it's not safe for you to wear a mask. And he has an outdoor job. And so he continued to work, but he just stays away from everybody. His wife runs all the errands. And he acknowledges, like, I just have to keep my distance. And he's somebody who genuinely cannot wear a mask. So it's like, I do understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a crazy time because even, like, you just had a baby in the era of COVID. You didn't get to have a baby shower. I'm a little bit. It was supposed to be a Batman theme, man. I know. (laughs) I was so excited. We didn't even get out the invitations yet (laughs) and it got canceled yeah that kind of stunk for I mean I'm sure it really did for you but even more we didn't get a see you through your phases and socially we had a distance we couldn't travel I mean that was I'm I'm kind of anti-social so um I will say (laughs) the whole thing of COVID and everything shutting down everyone had to stay home was a little bit of a dream for me but when it came to yeah sharing my pregnancy with with you and like mom Mm -hmm. and dad and the family and everything it sucked that you guys didn't get to see me pregnant like when my belly was actually growing um, only through pictures and yeah. videos and stuff. You guys didn't get to see it um, in person or anything. And I, when it comes to parties, I do not like being the guest of honor. It is so uncomfortable for me. I don't like opening gifts in front of people. I don't like the attention. So it was kind of like when the baby shower itself got canceled, I wasn't super heartbroken. But it was like, can't we just have like just the immediate family and do right. something? And like we couldn't because, I mean, you guys are in one state. I'm in a different state. That part was rough. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, the the whole like you guys, because the last time you saw me when I was pregnant was Christmas, and uh-huh. I wasn't you showing weren't even, I had, You just told I, people. Yeah, I just finished my first trimester. Mm-hmm. So by the time like I was showing it everything, it was kind of like, you know, and yeah. all of my quote unquote maternity photos were basically photos I took of myself in the mirror at my doctor's offices because <laughs> that was the only full length mirror I had access yeah. to. So mm. those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mac, my son Mac is going to be like, hey, why didn't you get any maternity photos? Well, how was my shower, baby shower, all that <laughs> stuff? Like, dude, you didn't get anything. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh-uh. So you just went back to work from your maternity leave. I did, and so I was not expecting it to be so hard. Yeah. I I mean, I figured there would be a little bit of me not wanting to leave him and everything, mm-hmm. but I mean, he has completely flipped my life upside down. My husband and I always joke of like, oh, you have emotions now, because <laughs> he's a crier. Like, we'll be watching a movie, and he's, you know, shoulder shaking up and down. He is hyperventilate sobbing, and I'm just cracking up laughing at him and now it's like I see a commercial and two people hugged and I'm like oh my gosh they love each other so much yeah it is like when people say becoming a parent when it's like your child and everything unlocks another part of your brain another part of your heart like they are not exaggerating there are so many emotions I was not prepared to feel and so going back to work I did not think it was going to be as hard as it is. There are just some mornings where I am, like, uh, exhausted, of course. Then I have fibromyalgia. So adding that chronic illness into new parent exhaustion is a doozy. But then it's just like, I don't want to leave you. I'm obsessed with you. I just want to hold you nonstop. You work crazy hours, though, so on a morning show. Yeah, yeah. So the show starts at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is when we go live. Um, I'm supposed to be there by 3.30. Before I had Mac. I was waking up at 2 a.m., kind of going through my morning routine, and then leaving by, like, 3 a.m., or quarter till 3-ish, getting there by 3.30. Mm-hmm. And then my morning show partner and I, you know, we do our work, we do some prep and stuff, and then we go live at 5. Since him, I'm, like, waking up whenever he wakes me up. It could be 12.55, or, and then I go back to sleep for a little bit. But, I mean, it's quarter till 4, and I'm contacting my morning show partner, like, I'm just now leaving, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm making it there by 5. Yeah. It's crazy. So you mentioned fibromyalgia. Did that go away when you were pregnant at all? It did. It totally went into remission. Yeah, it went into remission. Thank the Lord because I hated pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Any woman who was like, I was glowing and I loved it and it was so Avery was easy. Yeah. (laughs) My kids are easy. Elle was easy too. And you didn't even look pregnant with Elle. I remember we were getting um, pedicures right before you were going to have her just so like our nails were done Mm -hmm. and everything. Because, you know, pictures. Come on, man. And we were talking, I was talking with my woman about like, yeah, my sister's about to have a baby. And she's like, oh, how many siblings do you have? And I'm like, it's just the two of us. And she's like, wait, I thought that was your sister. I'm like, that is my sister. She's like, she's nine months pregnant. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you seemed like you had a pretty easy pregnancy. I just, I had really bad morning sickness with both of them. Like, really bad. Else, Did it last the whole pregnancy? Elle's lasted into uh, second trimester, like, oh, five geez. months. But it, I wasn't throwing up. It was not mm-hmm. na- nauseous and headache and tired mm-hmm. and then as soon as that went away it was totally fine Avery's was really bad for two to three weeks like throwing up from the time I woke up to went to sleep at night it was awful like I think I lost weight uh-huh and uh then it was totally fine so easy the easiest birth it was like two hours not even like not even it was oh, so geez. easy and I was up as soon as I had her I was up walking around totally fine uh-huh. it was just 
easy. That's see, but that's yeah. what I'm like. Like I, kudos. I don't kudos. Know. <laughs> well, that's so for everybody else. If you've ever had a miserable pregnancy, <laughs> you are not alone. I hated every moment of it. Yes, it's a blessing, and I love my son so much, and the outcome is just amazing. I hated being pregnant. Things hurt that I wasn't expecting to hurt. I was so sick and like full on, like everything was sick. I lost, I think, 15 pounds in the first month. Um, I There are pains in places you do not expect to experience. <laughs> like you want to know why pregnant women waddle? It's because there's pain in places. <laughs> that is why pregnant women waddle. It's not a hip issue. It's not like their bodies <laughs> just happen to start moving that way. Um, no, I absolutely hated it. And then I had... Uh, um, oh, I'm not gestational diabetes, gestational hypertension. My blood pressure went high. So it wasn't straight up preeclampsia, but I did have the gestational hypertension. Um, I had to be induced and Mac came three weeks early, which I was thankful for because yeah. I was done being pregnant. Oh, so swollen. I think like the entire third trimester of my pregnancy, I was wearing slippers. Not that that sucked, but, I mean, my husband and I, we decided to go. Our anniversary is July 10th, and he was born at the end of June. So right before I was going to be induced, we were like, you know what? Let's go get a dinner. Um, restaurants were starting to open up. We felt like it was going to be this, like, if we were going to go out, this is the safest time because everyone's being overly concerned. There's right. going to be, you know, spa um, tables spaced out more properly and everything. And so we're dressed to the nines, go to a nice steak dinner, and I'm in slippers still. Do not care, you know. <laughs> It, just like wearing slippers is just it's so uncomfortable <laughs> but i i mean i i got my boy out of it yeah it worked i don't know if i'm gonna do it again i was hoping to give him a sibling but we'll see Aww, we'll see so cute he is. i'm obsessed <laughs> i'm saying he really makes it hard to go to work yeah i know i remember that feeling with l it was new year's day and i, I was going back to work the next day at the office we were still all working at the office at McVeigh Media mm -hmm. and I was crying rocking her in the rocking chair and then after I had Avery I turned a room into an office at home and said I can't go it's back anymore, anymore. <laughs> well, I'm I gonna mean, work from home what's crazy is because I was so in love with I mean Elle's my first niece I mean I love Ellen and Avery so much um, but I was living in California when you were pregnant with Elle and I moved home because I wanted to be a part of her life. And when mm -hmm. she was born, I was like, I can't imagine a love unlike any other. This must be what parents feel and stuff. Cause it was just so intense. I was oh, so yeah. obsessed with that little girl. And then you have your own child and it's like, you are not prepared for this. Mm -hmm. Not prepared. I know. So changing ideas. Who do you look up to in the media business? What female um, do you look up to or a role model? Or I have to say, I really look up to Carissa Colner from um, E! Daily Pop. Okay. Because she, I think she's just so funny. She tells it like it is. She gives her honest opinion, but she does so in such a way that even though she's being super judgmental, she's not being a brat about it. Right. She's still very, very kind in a way and caring. Um, but she just had a baby uh, this year as well, took some time off, and it was her second child. Her The first time she left, went on maternity leave, came back, was doing the show and everything, this time doing the show again. And I follow her on Instagram stories and everything. And just the way that she just gets back out there, gets back in there. And she's the moderator of E! Daily Pop. So it's not like she's one of the commentators. Like, she is running things. 
I, she's somebody that I definitely look up to. I kind of aspire to be that way in the media in the sense because being on a morning show, you can't be boring. I mean, when it really comes to it, yes, I have opinions about things, but in the real like real world, quote unquote, Jay, I keep my opinions to myself. Right. I don't tell people how to live their lives, but that makes for really boring radio. So right. the radio version of Jay is way more outspoken than I am in real life. I kind of pick a side, you know, you, you pick this side of the street or that side of the street and go with it for the topic's sake. So um, sometimes I feel like I can get too judgmental and opinionated sounding that it's almost off-putting and it's, I never mean to be like, well, this is my opinion and it's my way is right. I always want it to be like, well, this is how I see things, but I welcome your vo- viewpoint too. And I think that sometimes I don't get that across as well, mm-hmm. where Carissa Colner just, I mean, she totally does. Totally does. I think she's great. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And don't forget, you can listen to Jay every weekday morning on Beaver 100.3.